0: This conference will now be recorded. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. I'm Ann Ortley, your astrologer, and this is the weekly weather for the week of March 5th to March 13th. We have very, very active energies. It's going to be very wild, going to go very fast. And this is a wild month. March is a wild month. So we're going to get into it and talk about it and help you figure out how to work with it. But you are going to feel a little bit crazed so i do encourage extra bed extra sleep extra things that nurture you and make you feel taken care of look at your moon do your moon do your moon because it's a week it's a month where we're going to feel very frantic frantic and a little overwhelmed which is all good change 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 and we know how much we love change but this is it this is what we've been talking about for months now here it happens So we'll talk about how to work with the energy and what to do with it, and uh, some options that you might find helpful uh, as we go forward in the week, and um, off we go, without further ado. Um, Okay, so not so much this week, because you can see this week we have, we're here March 5th through the 11th, right? But next week, see how busy that is? Look at all those planets going crazy next week. So we want to be really recognizing it's a marathon, not a sprint. Pace yourself. Pace yourself. Um, first up on Monday, uh, the sun is going to sextile Mercury. Right? Uh or, sorry, I'm sorry, the sun's going to sextile Uranus. And that happens every year, which is a nice energy. Uh, it is a closing sextile. The issue with this closing sextile, however, is Uranus is on the world point. We've been watching that one this last couple of weeks, and it's just crazy whenever that little world point gets activated. So as the sun comes into sextile it, and it's a closing sextile, it's inviting us to harness the energies that we began last spring and last May, April timeframe, things that went on then when Sun and Uranus met up in Taurus under the eclipses. So this is going to activate the eclipses from last April May. It also is going to activate the eclipses from October, November. And because you can see Saturn is right there at that very anaretic degree, the very last degree of uh, Aquarius, he is in a giant shout-out mode, okay? When he went into Capricorn a couple years ago, you know, two and five years ago, six years ago, and then he was in Aquarius, he's at the last degree. He does not like Pisces, which he goes into tomorrow on Tuesday which we'll talk about, you know, because he's so happy in his favorite signs. And now he has to go hop in the ocean and deal with the whining and the complaining and the emotional And so Mercury, of course, is in Pisces, right? And it answers to that moon in Virgo. And so this is a very whiny energy. You know, uh, when I was a kid, my mother used to say, oh, it sounds like we're having a pity party. And then she'd go one, two, three, ah, you know? And you, you might be feeling a little sorry for yourself. So that's okay, that's the energy. Or a little overwhelmed, right? That's the energy. And remember, anger is a secondary emotion. So Mars here is approaching a trine to Saturn, but he's also approaching a square to Neptune. So this is the whole thing of feeling a little entitled or people who feel entitled telling you how you should behave, right? So it's just, it's that kind of energy because when people aren't processing well, they're gonna process emotionally. And when they process emotionally with these aspects, you're gonna hear their entitlement. They're like, well, I'm you know, you should be doing bop, bop, bop. And you know, no, (laughs) or if you want to, Go ahead. But it is a little bit of a foot stamping kind of energy or a whiny energy. Um, And so just, you know, know it's out there. You know, you may feel like whining. That's okay. Just be aware that if you whine to someone, they may say to you, you know, you're really whining. And you go, yeah, I am. I'm in the mood to whine or pity party. Or you might just say, suck it up. You know, just suck it up. That's the way the world is. I have a friend who's very funny and very um, pithy, as we shall say. And, and she always goes, you know, the world's a little broken right now, Anne, when my Virgo goes. Wah, 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 wah. Um, and she goes, it's just a little broken. So, you know, be patient, be kind with your sun sextile uranus we can expect some kind of shocking energy and the sun's going to come to neptune not this week but next week crazy crazy town next week but this week is the setup for it plus we're triggering the eclipses so we want to just be kind if we can we also want to know that it's a really good week for you to do extra self-care especially with that moon in virgo very sensitive to criticism um, and it also is answering to Mercury and Pisces really thin skinned. This is a very thin skinned aspect, and with Uranus on the world point here, people are just a little a little over the top, and that's okay. it's you know when we're all dealing with this much change and this much shift and this much you know it feels very unstable right now, and we do see Saturn and Pluto, of course, they perfected this semi sextile last week. But they are now, um, uh, they're gonna be in this dance for the month, right? It's just a dance. Saturn goes into Pisces, but he's still in a sextile to Pluto, uh, semi-sextile to Pluto. And if you think of Pluto as driving the car, Saturn's in the passenger seat and can help. If you think of Saturn driving the car, Pluto's in the blind spot where you go to change lanes And then you're kind of like, oh, wow, there's a car there, right? So there's a little bit of being blindsided with this energy. But also as Saturn shifts from air into Pisces, you know, remember those Acapulco cliff divers, those kids that stand on the cliff and dive into the water, you know, from like a really high height. So we've got a big shift in energy this week. And it's very destabilizing for folks. Double up on your meetings if you're into the, into the, AA, the rooms, go, you need extra time there. This is a big pickup time. And, um, and it's just very, it's very anxiety producing for folks. Also very helpful with your moon in Virgo, uh, going towards a full moon in tomorrow on Tuesday, do your moon. You know, think Maslow's hierarchy of needs. The moon is bottom you know, food, comfort, substance, go do your moon, find your moon in your chart, look up definitions of what you have a moon in Leo, go sing and dance. You have a moon in Virgo, go organize and clean. Uh, You know, just do your moon, it will help you feel much more grounded. And and you can really double down on it the next three weeks. This This is this month is crazy. Cray, cray, crazy. All right next up we have the full moon on march 7th uh, and it is a very earthy moon um it is a moon in virgo pisces opposition right and so that takes place tuesday morning and it takes place with aries rising with jupiter on the ascendant it, this is a very focused energy this little clump of planets over here in pisces in aries and in taurus there's a real pull in that section of your chart the Pisces, Aries, Taurus part, which happens every year when the sun goes through it. But right now it's super amplified for a couple of reasons. You know, there's just a lot of energy in there and it's all personal. So it's, you know, it's the personal planets are really feeling a little bit, you know, besieged, you know, and whatever you're, you know, whatever's besieging you, it's like, all right, I'm feeling a little besieged. I get it, that's the energy of the heavens. Where do I go to work with it? Will I go to take effective action because Mars is in a quintile to Pluto and I also have Jupiter in a quintile to Pluto. So if I just sit and watch and wait and pay attention, that's helpful because remember Mars is still out of bounds but now he's answering to a quiet Mercury on the world point So Mercury on the world point is the person that whispers and you lean in to hear them. You know, uh, Marilyn Monroe and Jackie Kennedy both were very famous for whispering and people would lean in to hear them. Uh, Remember the E.F. Hutton commercial when he talks, everybody stops and listens. So Mercury on a world point also with Uranus on a world point, we can expect really big news in the world on the full moon. Also, the full moon answers to earlier cycles. Think back to what was going on on the new moon that happened in September of 2021. And then nine months later on June of 2022, we had the opening square. And then now we have the full moon energy. And then we have the closing square in December, on December 5th. And notice the moon degree, 13, 14, 16. So think back fall of 21 and what you were working on or thinking about then because now you're going to have an opportunity to resolve that or that chapter is going to go to the next phase so in some cases I have people doing litigation they're settling they're meeting for settlements this week in other cases I have someone who started a book it's getting it back from the editor this week guess when it gets published right um so it's understanding that this is a, a developmental cycle that we all go through with every new moon in full and um this is the full moon for this september of 2021 and last june the opening square the test of what went on and now we culminate and then we're off there also are a couple of really interesting asteroids on this new moon uh cassandra's big Um, And she, of course, was the one that said, I don't think that Trojan horse is a great idea. She, you know, learned um, divination and prophecy from Apollo, but then she didn't want to sleep with him. So he said, yeah, you're, you know, whatever you say, nobody's going to believe it. So this is a time when you are going to hear predictions and prophecies and stuff. And you want to kind of, you're going to feel it or they're going to feel it. But also with this full moon, take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. Kind of go, all right, I hear you. Um, You know, particularly there's a lot of stuff on the Internet right now about Pluto going into Aquarius. And, you know, and it's like it's just doing the movie trailer. It doesn't go in there until next January. But there's a lot of crazy out there. You know, when you read some of the stuff, I'm like, wow, you're really preaching, preaching death and destruction. It's understanding the energy. You want to kind of think about what you want to take in. We also see Phaeton, so we see fall from grace here, and we just had the conviction in the Murdaugh murders down in South Carolina, um, which is a, certainly a fall from grace, uh, from not feeling like I have to be responsible for things, and of course Phaeton wasn't responsible, didn't follow the rules. So we can see falls from grace with this, uh, with this full moon, and we see the Cassandra's. So you know you're going to hear people making prophecies. Kind of just take it with a little grain of salt and go, okay, I hear you. I'm going to note it, but I'm not going to necessarily go with the big global kill all whatever. You know, it's, it's like this, we're humans. This has been going on for centuries. You know, we've been living on our little planet earth here. And um, so just be a little more tuned into what, is good for you again back to taking care of your moon. You know, take look at your moon by sign and house and do that by age. How what degree is it? Because that'll help you ground yourself so you won't feel quite so turbulent in this energy. And remember because the moon is in Virgo, it is answering to a watery Mercury, Mercury and Pisces on a world point. So it is, it's got a psychic ability. So I'm not discounting it. I'm just not necessarily encouraging you to 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 swing into crazy because of the energy as it is pretty intense but it also is you know grounding grounding breathing grounding remember transits pass this is a transit okay uh right after that moon um saturn enters pisces so we see the full moon is still full right still out there and we see Saturn entering Pisces, where he's going to be for two and a half years. Now, the Pisces is not a sign Saturn likes because it's cold and wet. And Saturn is cold and dry. Right? He's you a know, mountain guy. Likes to live in the mountain, likes to live in the jet stream. That's his favorite place. Bringing Saturn down to Earth activates a number of emotional things for us. So I'm going to be doing a webinar on it uh in posting it so you'll i'll give it to you next hopefully next week because we're just having a little bit of a crazy time here at ann's house um and so because saturn going into pisces it's going to be there two and a half years last time it was there was in the 90s it was 94 it was there in 65 go back and look at what was going on then the the pisces folks are all going to feel it when it enters Pisces. It's kind of like he walks in the door and he goes, honey, I'm home. And you're all like, oh, my Pisces planets all woke up and wait or like, hello, honey, you're welcome home. It's flowing energy for the Scorpios and the Cancers. It's arguing energy for the Geminis and the Sages and its oppositional energy for the Virgos. So everybody's going to have a feeling about this. And of course, when Saturn goes through a house, it activates the house. Uh, I remember way back when one of my first really big astrology readings was I'd read and they'd had a really hellacious Saturn transit through the house. Uh, I don't remember what house it was, but anyway, they came back and they said, Okay, so I'd like, you know, now that that's over, I'd like to, you know, have another reading. I go, okay, well, you know, Saturn's going through your third house. And they went, What? I'm like, Well, Saturn's going through. Well, I mean, I thought I was done with Saturn. And then, no he's he just moving from the house he was in he's going to a new house what <laughs> i'm like well he, he's still in the sky and so he's still going around going around your chart he's gonna go into the new part what <laughs> so Saturn's going into pisces and if you say what what a couple times that's okay so we'll be i'll be putting out a webinar on saturn and pisces Uh, so you can, you can buy it and learn what you're up for, what you're in for. But basically we look at Piscean words and we try and think about what they are, what they are. And then you look at where, what house he's going through in your chart, because that's the area he's going to activate and make changes and you will feel him. So we watch 8.30 in the morning, 8.35 on East coast time. Uh, when, when Saturn goes in there and he goes, I'm in Pisces now. He dove off the cliff into the water, and he's going to be in that water for two and a half years. Yes, his fingers are going to be very pruney, but it also is a time of endings because he's at the last sign of the zodiac. But it's also a sign of visioning new stuff, and he is dancing with Pluto and and, uh, Saturn, or he's dancing with Pluto. The two of them are in this dance this month because Saturn's going to zip up to uh, seven and then he's going to go back and then they're going to dance in the fall too. But right now they're kind of figuring out, they're negotiating. So you're in negotiation mode when Saturn shifts into Pisces because you're going to be negotiating what this new sign is, what this new journey is going to be for you, what it looks like, where it goes, what house it's in. You will feel the shift and we'll, do, we'll talk more about it next week. Um, hopefully I'll have the webinar thing recorded by then. At any rate, uh, the energy is focused. The the concern I have is that Mercury is in water with Saturn, which makes it be a little hard for Mercury to talk because he's in a water sign with sitting right next to Saturn. It's not a horrible concern, but it's an an energy. And then the sun just finished his sextile to Uranus. Uranus is on a world point activating. uh, And so there's an energy of, you know, change coming in that is not unbidden but is maybe unexpected and so we'll watch for that as Saturn does that shift Uh, then on the 11th we're going to have Venus sextiling Mars now Venus of course is in fire happy happy and Mars is in air happy happy so fire and air go together except Venus answers to Mars and Mars is answering to Mercury and Pisces, right? So there's an energy of sensitivity to this fire um, sextile. So it's a nice sextile. It's productive, it gets a lot done. Also a closing sextile, because the Venus is going to come and catch up to the Mars, not for a little while, but because they've got a dance in the summer in Leo, they're going to waltz around together for a while. But this closing sextile does offer us an opportunity for harvesting, but it's also sentimental because Mercury rules both of them. And you can take Mercury, once you're in Pisces, you can have him go to the Jupiter in Aries, which takes him back to the Mars, or you can have him go to the Neptune in Pisces, which takes him back to Neptune, right? So it can either be very sentimental or very fiery. We're gonna find that there's extremes in the sky, uh, extremes in the sky means extremes on Earth because the energy of Mars out of bounds and uh, Lilith out of bounds kicks up kicks up that energy and Mars is very feisty when he's out of bounds. He's also in Gemini, which has got a lot of sibling rivalry energy to it and nasty emails. I mean, the emails, there's like a big Facebook war uh, on what kind of house system. I mean, people are just cantankerous. So I would be, you know, just be aware that if you're gonna write a nasty email, you might get a nasty email back. Um, certainly if you write one to me, I got Mars square, I not not anymore, but I had last week I had Mars square in my son. I had a couple nasty emails and I just was like, okay, you pitched this into my email box. And I batter up and I hit it back, you know? So you wanna be aware, you wanna be conscious. I mean, the whole idea of why we study astrology is to be conscious. Remember the world's a little bit broken. You're not gonna get it the way you want it to be. It doesn't mean you can't get it there. Mars is Gemini, try again. But if you come in swinging, this is the energy where you're gonna get a little punch in the nose. Notice the sun is moving to square Mars. You know? So people are, people are gonna hit back where you might be a little surprised i didn't think that would happen well if you lead with a fight they're going to fight back it's a very feisty sky also notice uh the intensity and the passion of it because it has got a scorpio moon right so this is an intense venus sextile mars and normally they get along great but they're going to be a little more soggy emotional and sentimental with this because of the watery dispositors Next up, Mercury sextiling Uranus. That's going to happen on Saturday. Uh, I'm going to be teaching at uh, Florida uh, over on the West Coast, East Coast. I'm on the West Coast. Going to drive through Alligator Alley on Friday. Um, So this is a nice one, uh, Mercury sextile Uranus um, for learning new things. And, of course, Uranus is on a world point. So it's helpful and it's productive, and it also gives us, Mercury gives us good information, good knowledge, good ways of understanding things. And again, we see this sun creeping up to the conjunction to Neptune, and we see the Mars creeping up to the square to Neptune. Not yet, next week, but we're feeling it. We're working in this foggy energy as we move forward. So just be, be conscious of you're maybe not seeing things or you're maybe not hearing things. There's information being delivered. Take it with a grain of salt. Remember Cassandra, active in the full moon, active in the sky this week. So just kind of take the prophecies and go, okay, that was a prophecy. Let me, let me think about it. Let me see what I think about it remember daylight savings time is on saturday so you're gonna spring forward set your clocks ahead one hour before bed saturday night yay public service announcement here uh and then on sunday on saturday also we have um juno entering taurus now remember juno is the sign of brides and commitment in relationship so as she enters taurus we're going to find that that there's commitments coming in right and a lot of times we've been clearing out things releasing people releasing situations and as juno enters taurus she's going to meet up with the note of fate pretty quick um uh, you know so we're going to watch for partners partnership proposals to you and you know and kind of you know accept them i mean it's like these are nice energies nice offerings You don't have to do it yet. Just say, oh, that sounds interesting. I I could do that, that might be fun. And then um, we're going to have a new moon webinar next week on the 19th, that'll be the new moon because we have the full moon now. All right, so that's the energy. Those are the highlights of the week. So let's do the sheets. Um, The sun is going from 14 Pisces to 20 Pisces. Um, It does have an aspect to the nodes of fate on March 10th. So you're going to watch who you meet on Friday it's a stressful aspect to the nodes of fate but it is an aspect and it is releasing to the south node in scorpio we mentioned before the sun in a closing sextile to uranus uranus is on a world point this week going to be on it for a few more weeks so public changes public very big you know people going wow that was a big change mercury this week runs from three pisces to 18 pisces so all the planets between you do my pinball, all the planets between three and 18 are gonna have a Mercury aspect. Mercury's in the sign of his detriment in Pisces. He does not like being in Pisces because he is too sentimental and he has trouble holding things together. You may find you feel a little extra spacey because of Mercury in Pisces, and also kind of uh, emotionally m- emotionally labile, you know, where you're just gonna be like, oh, I have an emotional reaction, burst into tears at a song, cry at a Facebook post, hear sad news, um, news of endings, uh, you know, just emotional. Think of the ocean tides very much in and out with this much energy in Pisces, Saturn, Mercury, uh, the sun and Neptune, you're going to need extra sleep. You're going to be tired. You're going to be exhausted, go to bed. Pisces is a sign of sleep. It wants you to heal and it may be just a nap for half an hour, but watch with that Mercury you know, because he's going to really be uh, emotionally sensitive and also be absorbing things. And when we were talking earlier and I said, hey, be careful of picking up, this is why, because Mercury is very sentimental, but he's ruling that Mars and Gemini, which is not necessarily going to make wise decisions because Mercury is moving into Well, his Sun and the Neptune are all playing with Mars. So Mars isn't necessarily making wise decisions, but he needs to explore things and get a handle on stuff. Uh, Mercury has an aspect with the nodes of fate on the 5th, so you can meet important people. We also see Mercury um, talking to, arguing with Venus uh, midweek on the 10th. So he's in a little bit of a contentious energy. He's also arguing a little bit with all the Aries planets. Or are all say, let's go forward, let's go forward. And if you know Pisces, we love Pisces, I have Pisces moon. Um, We're not always the most prompt people. So this is the week when the Pisces are really gonna be a little extra drifty dreamy. They're gonna be like, yeah, you know, I it just Saturn just went into my sign, man. I'm just really feeling it. <laughs> I need I need to go to bed now, or I know I owe you this and I'll get it to you, I promise. But it's the water the tide goes in the tide goes out so just mercury give mercury like a couple more weeks and you're going to shift into aries and you'll get stuff done um or right now things can be a little foggy in terms of you know what the information is you're given mercury also has a hard aspect with pluto and juno um so it's putting partnerships to the test because Juno is being, Juno is squaring Pluto. So a lot of relationships are being pushed, tested, and with Mercury in a hard aspect to Pluto and Juno, it's a great week for miscommunication. So you want to be a little conscious, you want to ask. Sometimes even when you ask, they're going to affirm it. So maybe, you know, because Mercury and Pisces doesn't really Realize what you heard. So I always liked the Mercury and Pisces, and I one of the jokes I tell about it is um, because it's Pisces, right? It's the monks, it's the priests. So there was a priest who was um, he said, you know, I want to go back and I want to translate the original documents, the original documents. And they were like, okay, and you're like, all right, I'm going to go translate. So he's in the room translating, translating. Year, couple years go by. And all of a sudden they hear him screaming in the room. And they go into the room and they go, what, what? He goes, it's not celibate, it's celebrate. They made a typo. That's Mercury and Pisces. Be careful what you hear, double check. It's not celibate, it's celebrate. Little shift there, that's Mercury and Pisces my favorite Mercury and Pisces story. So just double check, really important, because he is able to go off half-cocked because he's in water and he can feel it and he's emotionally feeling it. And he's going to be like, and you're going to kind of calm down, Mercury. Calm down, calm down. And he does have a bit of contentious energy, including at the end of the week, you know, the sun sextiles Uranus, then Mercury does. And so when Mercury sextiles Uranus, he kicks us up into um uh kicks this up into a little bit of chaos a little bit of oh well what 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 so you want to kind of just say mercury calm down breathe let's just double check what's really happening so he has some hard aspects this week um and of course he doesn't hear he's got water in his remember when you have water in your air or you're on the airplane and you get off and you're kind of like pulling your ear and trying to get it to pop that's mercury this week uh, Venus this week runs from 18 to 25 Aries. Um, she does not have a lot of aspects, but she does have a big old rock and fight on March 11th when she meets up with Aries, the goddess of discord. So, um, and she loads up with a little fire because remember on the 11th, she also has that sextile to Mars. So we're going to watch for her to get a little contentious there and kind of figure out what's going on. Mars this week's... Uh, Working aspect with, he's got a sextiled heiress, the same way that um, Venus meets her. So the two of them are kind of plotting and planning and coming up with some new strategy. Um, might not be pleasant, but it is also answering to a small, a kind of a bad Mercury. So Mars is answering to a bad Mercury. So it might be a little more nefarious, but it won't actually happen. Again, watch that Cassandra aspect. Oh, my God, they're going to do this. Really? You know, just dig in a little, double check, you know, don't run off um, all crazy. Uh, We also have Jupiter this week at 1314 Aries, and he is meeting up with Chiron and Vesta this week, which initiates uh, new 12-year cycles with your home and your heart and your healing options. So this is a great week for working on, you know, implementing new healing things. You've got Saturn in a new sign, you've got Jupiter linking up with your the sign of your body, the sign of your passion, the sign of your your home and hearth in Aries and then also linking up with Chiron in how we heal each how we can heal ourselves. We also as I mentioned before, I have Saturn going into Pisces and he makes a commitment because he's having a sextile to Juno in Taurus. Uh, that's going to happen on Sunday the 12th. So a lot of energy, earns, uh, yeah, Sunday the 12th. A lot of energy around figuring out what the commitment is. Um, Pluto has an argument with partners. Saturn has an agreement with partners. So you know, agree to disagree, but also um, you know, negotiate. It's a it's a negotiating energy, and a uh, uh, Pallas Athena has hard aspects to the note of fate where she's letting go of things and releasing them. And that happens on the 6th. So there's an energy of her saying, I worked on this strategy for a really long time, I'm done now. I don't want to do it anymore. And that's her story. Um, and then we go to the moons. Oh, Today is March and we are in a moon in Virgo, we have the new moon. In, in the moon went into Virgo tonight around 10:38. It'll be in Virgo um, Monday, Tuesday goes void at 9:07 a.m. Wednesday with a trine to Pluto. Uh, there is that full moon on Tuesday, and also Saturn entering Pisces. purim begins at sundown on the sixth. So this is a very strong working moon uh, Monday and Tuesday to get things accomplished. Then the moon is uh, goes void at 9.07 a.m. on Wednesday the 8th, goes into Libra at 9.44. It'll be in Libra Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, going void on Friday at 6.37 p.m. with a square to Pluto. Not pleasant. But it gets a lot accomplished. And because it's, the nice part is the Saturn, the you know, the Saturn in Pisces has a good closing moon. You know, I always hate it when ingress charts have a crappy moon because then you just know it's like two and a half years of crap. <laughs> um, but now it's good, so that's fine. But the Libra moon's cranky. Uh, it goes void at 6.37 p.m. Friday night. Enter Scorpio at 7.06. It'll be in Scorpio Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, daylight savings time, and it goes void at 2.58 a.m. Monday morning, and it goes void with the sextile to Pluto. So there's a lot of energy in the sky. Now this weekend I'm speaking at NCGR Miami. Um and actually there's a woman who wrote from uh UNFL. Yeah, UFL, University of Florida. And your email bounced. So right, I think it was Christine. I think her name was Christine. But anyway, your email bounced, that's why you didn't get a link. So write to them because they're trying to figure out how to get a hold of you. Um and I don't have your email. So Thank you for signing up but we we want to mail you the link um maybe you're coming in person and it doesn't matter but you know we think we think you're a link at any rate so the um this weekend i'm doing the lecture on uh saturday and that's got nice aspects gets got the venus moon or the venus mars the mercury uranus and the jupiter quincunx um moon quincunx jupiter that's the meal at the end of the day because we go out to this really nice restaurant uh, the, the week that the weekdays that are a little tough, Friday's a little tough because there's a lot of squares and intense. Tuesday's intense because of the full moon and the transition of Saturn and then uh, flowing with a little bit of anxiety on Daylight Savings Day on the 12th. So that gives you some ideas about how to work with the moons um, this week. We're good. All right uh new moon webinar going to be the 19th cup full of stars you get a daily audio a, often a song a lift of timed aspects and the week the day's chart sign up on patreon uh intentions on my website for the year we're getting into the third month so you know you probably should have bought it already but at any rate if you didn't it's got a lot of stuff in it uh and then this is the conference this week it is a hybrid not a conference a day we're going to delve into saturn and in pisces and pluto and See, I have to prepare the Saturn and Pisces for this, so I'll have it to do for me, too. Yeah, it's smart. She's smart. Um, we're going to be, it's a hybrid, so you can call, come in person or you can come in online. Um, so we're going to delve into Saturn and Pisces and Pluto and Aquarius, Aquarius and where they're going to land in your charts. It's going to be a very hand-on webinar or class, either way. Bring your charts. In April, OPA is sponsoring a Time for Technique and there's 12 of us speaking on it and sign up. It's really good, it's all online. Then we have NORWAC uh, out west in Seattle, uh, May of this year, Memorial Day, May 25th to the 29th, I'll be out there. It's it's also a hybrid event. You can go in person or you can go by by your computer. And then last uh, but not least, the Astrology Consciousness and the Great Shift at Omega June 30th through July 2nd, and they have put up the link to uh, register. So you can now register for it. It is available and open. And that is the energy for the week. So I wish you a good week, a lot of changes. Uh, and the whole goal with all this stuff changing, we've been getting ready for it. We've been getting ready. We've been talking about it. Now it's actually happening. So ready, set, go. And if you're not ready, it'll take you anyway. Um, planets are shifting. We're going to shift. That's how it works. As above, so below as without, so within forward into the week. And I wish you a good one and, uh, be, be careful out there. It's a little cranky this week, but it's changing and transits are temporary they go away that's the good news